0: Hey, y'all. It's Tawny. We don't have a normal episode for you this week. We're taking a little break. We mentioned it last week, but here I am telling you again. So there's no Andrew, there's no voicemails, there's no racism. JK, there's always racism. We know that. Um, No, but we thought we would take a little break and release something from our Suboptimal Pods bundle. Suboptimal Pods, if you don't know, is our premium subscription site that Andrew and I built where you can subscribe to all kinds of bonus content of ours that is usually non-racism related. No promises, though. Um, but yeah, today we're going to give you the first episode of a show called Dear Dairy. If you're a Suboptimal subscriber, maybe you've heard Dear Dairy. If you haven't, Dear Dairy is me and my good friend Poonam Patel reading from our middle school, elementary, and sometimes high school diaries. Entries that we have not cracked open before, reacting to each other's live on the mic, talking about our childhood traumas. Uh, she grew up a little Indian child in Vero Beach, Florida. I grew up in Vacaville, California. Golden State, Sunshine State. Our lives were very parallel and similar, being awkward young brown youth. You know Poonam Patel. Uh, She's an actress. She's a comedian. She's very funny. She's my good friend. She was a guest on Yo Is This Racist once before, but you know her from shows like Kevin from Work. She plays Kim on Netflix's special, which just had its second season come out. She was also on uh, I Feel Bad. She does a lot of stuff. She's great. She's very funny. She's my friend. We read our diaries. That's what you're about to hear. So yeah, that is what the show is. It's been a lot of fun to do. We've been just stacking up episodes um, that we've put in the premium bundle. And um, just to tease a little something on the horizon, you may see some Dear Dairy elsewhere in the world. Could that be more cryptic or more obvious? Who knows? Um, but check it out. Okay, we'll be back next week with the regularly scheduled racisms. Bye-bye, stay safe. This is Dear Dairy, episode
1: one. This is about Dear Dairy is a podcast where Poonam Patel and Tani Newsom share with you their most personal journal entries from their uncomfortable, very brown childhood to teenage years. This is a real intro
0: to my preteen journal. Hello, squiggly dash line. This is my journal. If you think you have a right to read this, then by all means, go ahead. If you really think reading all this personal crap will help you understand me, dot, dot, dot. And if you think it is your business to truly understand me, dot, dot, dot. If you are going to use the writings in this book to see things from my point of view. And if you really think you're close enough to me to want to know all of this, then you have my blessing. Read and enjoy. Tawny. Parenthetical. Or you can just
1: put this back where you found it. (sighs) I'm feeling downright frightened. She was a tough youth. Now, Tony, I have so many follow-up questions. Please. Um, did you purposely leave your journal out in the open? Like, were you... I do not
0: recall. Were I believe, you trying to
1: trap people? Um, <laughs> where lived, was
0: it? I lived with no one but my mom, and she worked a lot. She didn't have time to go snooping around for my journal. Yeah. I don't know who I thought could have read this.
1: I'm an only child. Yeah, I'm uh, really wondering where it came from because also the dot dot dot. Yeah, and um, I think I personal had just, crap. I had read
0: James Joyce for the first time, oh, and I was like really <laughs> into the ellipses. <laughs> so, Dear Diary uh, is an exploration into the cringiest moments of my life and my good friend Poonam Patel's life. Um, the title actually comes from you, doesn't it?
1: yes so i loved a diary growing up i had so many um mine actually had lock and key on them and i remember i used to hide my key in my mini mouse purse and was she, the purse on you at all times and no my purse was hanging on a tack on the wall okay so no one could crack yeah. this yeah people this would think it's hunt. just decor little they didn't know there's a zipper on the back sure. of Minnie's head that sure. contains the key to my diary um but I couldn't spell, I guess. Um, and so half of my entries, probably up until my teens, were Dear Dairy Oh. instead of Dear Diary. Blessed.
0: <laughs> Blessed. Um, and now we've been friends for a long time. We met at the Second City in Chicago. We were <laughs> doing the jokes and the yuck, yuck-em-ups at the, uh, the Chicken Finger <laughs> Hut uh, at 1616 North Wells. And... Um, <laughs> Finest chicken fingers in all the land yeah, and also yeah. comedy. Get
1: yourself a picture of blue drink. Yep. Set it on the stage during the show. Oh, get a
0: 16-inch <laughs> pizza to put on the 14-inch cabaret tables and let your neighbors deal with it.
1: Step onto this moist, dirty carpet and sit in this very uncomfortable cracked chair. <laughs> oh, God. Hide your dog under the table and yeah. think we don't notice. Be in the front row wearing Google glasses. Oh, remember
0: Google glasses? Google glasses. <laughs> Google glasses were wild we had to have those people ejected we said you can't sit here a cyborg getting information on us oh
1: my god
0: well anyway i, I was leading up to just say we both don't eat dairy so dear yes. dairy felt like an apt um title for this but uh we've been commiserating over our awkward painful beautiful little brown childhoods for a long time um where did you grow up
1: i grew up in florida in vero beach florida trash white town chubby brown girl <laughs> Um yeah except confidence sounds like springsteen lyrics crash <laughs> <"Dranch laughs> down chubby brown ch- girl <laughs> full of confidence <laughs> um i was so confident though as you know mm-hmm. and i think what's so shocking to us is now we are such beautiful grown brown women that we can't imagine mm. we were ever in this like weird, mm. nerdy, awkward stage. Not us. No,
0: not us. No one ever <laughs> knows that I'm a nerd. Check yeah. out my Star Trek podcast, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, I similarly grew up around a bunch of white folk. I grew up in um in in the horse scene <laughs> and the equestrian, the Western equestrian scene, which is somehow even whiter than the uh the English. You know, we weren't like jumping over shit and chasing foxes. No. We were like, you know, roping cattle and doing team penning. And,
1: oh, and I got to let the listeners know that my my horse friend is actually sitting on a couch next to a <laughs> pillow that has two horses on it right now. <laughs> okay, okay. Wait, so something stick around. Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so, but it's a neon. It's like a Vegas, sure. um, like a little Vegas rhinestone cowboy light em up thing. So it's sure. kitsch and it, it nods to my Western roots without <laughs> being like, a horse picture that you'd find on like on your aunt's wall that oh. says like dream under yeah it. no what I, what always aesthetic. got
1: me growing up is the girls that would it wasn't like class pictures but it was like around the time you would get school pictures and it was like a girl with like long hair all brushed to one side and then up mm. against her cheek is her horse's face yeah that was like such a signature they wanted us yeah. posing
0: a lot with the horse's face next to your yeah.
1: face my parents would never let me get that close to a horse
0: Oh, sure. I mean, they are dangerous. They're large, <laughs> large, unpredictable animals. That's too much of a liability.
1: Yeah. really. <laughs> From was. what I would do to the horse, probably.
0: <laughs> They're like, no, it's for the horse's <laughs> yeah, our safety. Our daughter is dangerous. <laughs> um, so when you heard this journal opening of mine, <laughs> guessing that I was probably about 12 or so, how did, how did it make you feel?
1: Well, I was really shocked because a journal, you know, by definition is something for you mm. and you're writing, you're addressing your letters to the journal, but really you're like, you know, processing. But your first entry was to a stranger, yeah, an intrusive stranger to the world, to all the people trying to like, I guess, get into your business. And I just think... um, that was very mature of you because... Was it mature or was it paranoid? I think it was paranoid, but I think you probably knew deep down that the world wasn't a safe space to always share your feelings. Ooh. And so you had this little like, almost like trigger warning, like, yes. hey, y'all. yeah," and, and the sarcasm in it, that's elevated. Uh, look. You said, you have my blessing. I said, go right ahead if you think you deserve. Yeah. <laughs> I did a Felicia Rashad.
0: In, I channeled her in this.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I can't wait to... um to quote you get into all the uh personal crap oh yeah that you knew you were going to be writing about because you're like you know it's personal but also it's crap you know what i just
0: <laughs> and this is me now i have to eat crow and my hat um because i, don't I was, know that phrase <laughs> i think i don't know which one i mean so i used both i like it i'll eat my hat as like oh if this doesn't go my way i'll eat like, i'll eat my hat how oh, terrible. I don't really get it. <laughs> I like it. I think it's like, I don't think I'm wrong, but yeah, if yeah. I am, I'll do this crazy thing. And eat crow, I think is like, I messed up. I'm sorry. I'm going to eat a bird. I don't know.
1: I'll eat the crow. You guys can have the chicken. Like
0: <laughs>
1: so, so self-sacrificing. Yeah. It's like, I know I messed up. I'll I'll go get a crow from outside and eat it. You guys can have the beautiful rotisserie chicken you guys got from the grocery store. <laughs> oh, I love that they got a rotisserie
0: chicken and I got a a, a neighborhood crow. Um, Anyway, I was just going to say that I'm going to eat my hat or whatever because I just um, told um, – I do a, I voice an animated Star Trek cartoon called Star Trek Loradex, And I just told my friend and our show creator, Mike McMahon, to stop putting the word crap in the scripts for me because <laughs> black people don't say crap. And he was like, well, we can't bleep you all the time. So, I, you know, crap yeah. is fine. It's funny. And I was like, black people don't say it. But now here I am, my little 12-year-old self.
1: I, my I owe him an apology. Personal crap. <laughs> but that back then that was something we said. Yeah. Like we said crap. Cause it didn't feel, it felt like a low level curse word. It didn't, it wasn't like fully a curse word.
0: Yep. I wonder if I imagined an adult reading this. So maybe I censored (laughs) myself. So I wouldn't get in trouble.
1: Never be like fully emotionally free. Like you still have to like. Yeah. That's so funny. And I think also like when you first hear about diaries, like the biggest number one thing you hear about them is, them being read yeah the secrecy the privacy no one's like the first time you hear about a diary it's not like and it was a place to put my emotions it's like someone read my diary and spread a rumor about me Yep. so it makes sense i think it's actually pretty spot on and i think you were really like advanced for your age i did you ever have one of those electronic diaries like a computer um, well, I guess it
0: depends on how old you are. <laughs> I just have a bunch of word docs on my desktop. <laughs> well, no, when I was like really little, I had like, a, um, it opened almost like a compact, but a uh-huh. little bigger. It was like a clamshell thing. And you could punch in like <gasps> yes! a few words. I think I could write like two full sentences in it and then you could lock it with a password. password yes. Yes,
1: That was like the first Palm Pilot, basically.
0: It, it really was. And I remember I wrote in it, my cousin I got it for Christmas, and my cousin had one, and she was exactly my age, but I thought she was more worldly because she lived in Seattle. Wow, wow. Um, and she was in a magazine once. Oh, which one? Um, um, one of the black people, and she was like modeling a hair product or beautiful. something. She was beautiful. She's she's still is a beautiful woman. Um, but she told me how to use it, and she's like, "Yeah, and you can put a password in, and then no one can unlock it unless they know your password." And I was like, "Wait." Before I write in here what I'm going to write, I need to double check. No one can crack this. Like, no one can hack it. No one can get in. And she was like, no one. So I was like, okay. And the sentence I wrote in there was, Danielle's dad smokes marijuana, spelled wrong. She found it in the garage. She thought it was oregano. And I was like, this will tear the family apart if this gets out
1: Her dad's going to go to jail. (laughs) Wait, I mean that. And I like that again about someone else. Yeah. I've always been a gossip. Yeah. Me too. I love it. I mean, I justify it by being like, we need to process our feelings in safe spaces. (laughs) I'm not talking shit. I need to like talk about my feelings and they're valid. I'm not going to act on it. Yeah. But also it's fun sometimes.
0: Sometimes you just want to like be in other people's business a little bit.
1: Yeah. Wait, now how can I get the date on that entry again? How old were you? I believe this was
0: I don't have an actual date. So the okay. first entry in here is
1: 97. Oh my gosh. Good year. Yeah. A good year. Year after the Atlanta Olympics. Oh. Yeah. Classic. We oh were my still gosh. Still reeling.
0: I just, just page to a Lauren Hill quote. Very good. Let's hear it. After winter must come spring cuz everything is everything. This is later. No. This is 99. <gasps> Poonam. Yeah. Well, I understand that. Um, now, in this uh, little limited series, we will, of course, get to some diary entries by Poonam, but we happen to be in my home currently, and we had access to all of mine. So, Poonam's going to do yes. a, a reading of the text. Yes.
1: Now, before I get into this, I was really drawn to this beautiful, drawer. it's got a beautiful feel to it. Um. So, now, on one side, the cover has a beautiful arch with, like, a sky, blue sky, mm-hmm. and it says, and I think, oh, oh, it's, there's a cat, um, and it says day dreams. And now when I flip to the back, I'm like, oh, it's upside down. So then I have to flip it again, and the back cover, that's now the front cover, says night dreams. Mm-hmm. And now I think I need a bit of an explanation on what's going on here. Um, yes, yeah,
0: so t- for the listener, Punam is holding a separate uh, diary. I, what I read out of was a plastic, <laughs> acrylic um, Batsmaru, the Sanrio character who's very grumpy, just a straight-up lined notebook. Um,
1: Very appropriate for that first truly. century.
0: He brought the snark, yeah. the original snark. Um, <laughs> so the one Poonam is holding is the diary. It has uh, gilded edges along the pages, a la yeah. a Bible. <laughs> yeah, It's got a little cloth marker, like a ribbon that you can place yeah. in so you know where you're you left off. I think I was gifted that. Oh, I don't remember by who. And I think that when I got it, I was like, this is fine art. It's very scrolly. It's very, like, 90s. Oh,
1: yeah. Like, the daydreams is written in, you know that font curly? Where, like, there's just swirls everywhere? (laughs) I know, Larry and Mo. Good night. Um, And and then, speaking of, the nightdreams is then very much just, like, um, what you would see on the outside of a boarding school. Ooh. Font. (laughs) But there is a full glitter night sky with a comet going across the sky for nightdreams. Mm-hmm. Um, and on Night Dreams, there's a young girl standing in the dark, which I just noticed, which is haunting. Um, so the entry I'm going to be reading is from the God. Daydream side. I don't know what this is. I'm terrified.
0: <laughs> it's very good. Please proceed. I will cut out anything that, in, that uh, you know, subjects me to too much ridicule.
1: <laughs> and I just got to say, so now uh, these pages have a sun at the top of each page, so you know um, you know, so like in, in case it was 8 p.m. And you're like, crap, I can't write on this side. Mm-hmm. So she, this was written dur- during the day. And here we go. June 23rd, 1997. Well, I'm sure it's strep, but it might be going away. <laughs> oh, great. I'm ill. <laughs> Today during recreational time, it was fine. But I have a feeling that this isn't the end. <laughs> I had an ice cream, but it didn't seem to help much afterwards. I was doing great until about dinner time. I couldn't even eat anything. Then we had chapel. Oh, God. I got kind of sick and left for the bathroom when I threw up. I'm not exactly a happy camper. Open parentheses, smiley face, ha, comma, ha, comma. I made a funny exclamation point. Smiley face. Close parentheses, M-dash. What? <laughs> what? The punctuation alone is taking me on a journey. Is that the end of that entry? Honey, that is all you had to say for June
0: 23rd, 1997. I, <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't grow up to go on a killing spree. This is not a well person. Um. So a little context. I have not opened these books since I penned them. <laughs> Just for <to> the listener. <laughs> not so penned them? <laughs>
1: like you're an <laughs> author. <Note. laughs> <laughs> I hate you.
0: Um, okay, so I remember I was at camp because the only time I was really doing churchy things, um, I was not really religious. My family was not religious, but it was a way for me to do social things because my family mm-hmm. was a little conservative and wouldn't always let me. Like I couldn't do sleepovers. Sure. I know you can relate. Oh, yeah. Um, trust no one. Trust no one. Don't go to anybody's house. Yeah. Um, so if it was a church-related thing, I got to go. So this is my first time ever going to a camp. So I went to this Christian camp wow. in um, the Redwoods up in Northern California. Wow. It was beautiful. I've always loved the outdoors. So I was like, yeah, I'll sing some and raise you up. Eagle's wings. I'll do that all night. Why not? If that means I get, you know, free grilled cheeses For during some the day. There's beautiful messaging in there. Yeah. I'll eat an ice cream to fix my uh, throat infection.
1: That's not a, that's not medicine. And honestly, in an Indian household, that is actually the exact opposite of what would be prescribed by my parents. Sure. Who are not doctors, but they are Indian. They actually avoid ice. They don't even drink ice water. When we're at a restaurant, there was like water, no ice. Water, no ice, because they say if you drink or eat too many cold things, garu pakrijai, which means garu is throat, pakrijai is like it's snatched up. Your throat gets like <laughs> snatched up. <laughs> it's like pakrijai is like I caught you. Like your throat gets all like caught up, like a demon. Yeah, and you'll get a sore throat. So when we had a sore throat, it was always s- hot, salt water gar- gargle. Makes sense. Avoid anything cold. And people, like a lot of my white friends would be like, we get popsicles. And I'm like, are you fucking insane? I guess you never want to get better. I guess a demon's going to snatch your throat, you <laughs> dumb bitch. Truly. Like, Buckety Jai is like, literally, I'm like, you, you caught somebody and you snatched them up. <gasps>
0: <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Your whole body just got so violent when you did that. I know, but that's what's happening to
1: your throat. It's getting all snatched up by the cold. Well, I fucking buckled the hell out of
0: my throat (laughs) with that that ice cream at church camp, I
1: guess. (laughs) Again, a doctor could maybe say, actually, cold is okay to soothe
0: your throat. Uh, Look, there were no doctors present. (laughs) I remember there was one nurse who was like, if you are very sick, I can send you home. And I was like, I don't want to go
1: home. Oh, God, that is a depressing... But, you know, Entry. I I will say I read it with a lot of emotion because you know I'm an actor. Um, <laughs> but there was only one exclamation point, and it was "ha ha!" I made a funny, oh, and there God. were smiley faces. So all of this was like it could have been like, well, I'm sure it's strep, but it might be going away. I don't know today during. Like, it, I think yeah. I I put a bit of. <sighs> Reflection on it. I think
0: it. you correctly <laughs> ascertained that I was full of drama. I'm sure, I think your read was more accurate to how I was carrying myself in the moment. I'm sure. Do you remember having strep at camp? I do because I didn't want to go home. And I remember being like, I'm not that sick. I used to get it every year, which oh. now, especially now that we're in a pandemic and we're all thinking more about like, <clears throat> uh, you know, being contagious and passing yeah. things on. How insane and inconsiderate of me to not just be like, I'm sick, I have to go home. I mean, I guess I was you were t- 10 or 12 yeah. or whatever. but I, And I don't think we had a phone because, again, 90s, and it was like the middle of the woods. So I think to make a call was like a big deal. So I probably didn't want them to call my mom because yeah. I'm sure my mom would have been like, come home. But yeah, I remember there was a spirit day maybe a couple days later because mm-hmm. it was like a week-long camp, and I insisted on dressing up for spirit day, and I was just this shivering sick mess in like the brightest colors trying to like, (laughs) I think I had to lead like a cheer or something.
1: Oh, not lead the cheer. Yeah. You know me, I'm always trying to be in the front. I love it. And you deserve to be. (laughs) Well, you can tell that makes so much sense because the first line is like, but it might be going away. Like you're hopeful. And then you kind of check yourself and you're like, no, I have a feeling that this isn't the end. Yeah. It's only the beginning. I knew. You knew. And strep is so awful. Oh, strep is the worst. Did you, did you get strep a lot? I didn't. I once growing up got what I believe might have been acute tonsillitis, which acute means I think that it was like a very mild case, but I had like sores on my tonsils. Didn't get them removed somehow still, but I um, got it because we like one week we had to go like shadow a professional. And so I shadowed my doctor, Dr. Ouija. Well, Ouija the lucky, but we call him Ouija for short. Um, Really, really sweet. I believe he was Sri Lankan. Um, and I caught it from the doctor's office. So then I stayed home because he's a pediatrician, but I do remember. So my parents are Indian. And then my dad also grew up in like Kenya and Uganda and like has all these things that's like, he's like, back in East Africa, we used to do this. And so he was like talking about some like remedy. And he's like, oh yeah, we used to like mash up bananas and make this thing out of it and like put it on the neck to like suck the sickness out or something. I don't, I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was. All I know is I was napping in the guest room for some reason because I guess I wanted to spread my sickness everywhere as well. Cute. And I heard my dad like open the door and I was like, oh, he's probably just checking on me. I'm like half asleep. And then I like, I'm sleeping and I'm like, what is that smell? I was like, what smells like banana? And I felt him place something on me and I was like, whatever. And then I opened my eyes and he's left. And it's a... Like literally bruised, rotting banana, (laughs) unpeeled, wrapped in a Taco Bell napkin on my neck. (laughs) I'm sorry.
0: I I had to add a little color to that. Truly a mystery. Truly the Taco Bell napkin is the most haunting part of this because I was, I was on board for this like, yes, Kenyan um, bush medicine. <laughs> and yes. Mash the plantain. Draw the spirit out. Yes.
1: But you got the skin and the Taco Bell durable napkin. Uh-uh,
0: uh-uh. The banana's never going to get to the throat. No. That, how can the how can the plant medicine get to the throat through the Taco Bell packaging?
1: And, you know, the reason I was smelling it because it was like an old banana, because you know, any people, they're not going to waste a food on someone's throat. No. So they were like, oh, we can throw this away or let me just go throw it on my daughter's throat and see if it helps. I'm like, sir, I'm on antibiotics. But I literally woke up and I was like, what the? And I was like, can you come get this rotting banana off my neck?
0: Mm -mm. Oh, God, that is. Did it feel
1: better? Honestly, I think I was back at my little, you know, shadowing thing at the doctor's office the next day. You went back to your job. So you know what? Let me not drag my dad. Hey. Maybe he was on to something. Next time I get sick, I'm calling him up. Make sure it's rotting.
0: <laughs> Who should go next? Should I read? Do you, yeah. you want to read more? You have the more dramatic journal, I'm pretty sure.
1: Do you have one that you like? or um... I haven't even looked
0: at these. I didn't do any prep. So there's no like, ooh, here's one. So I'm going to be reeling
1: Yes, because I, I I want to make sure I don't want have one that does, has like a bunch of people's names. Um, oh wait, here's a good one. Oh no! <laughs> Just the beginning. This is November eleventh, nineteen ninety-seven. Yesterday, comma. What a day! Exclamation <laughs> point. I am a Kathy comic, apparently. First. I can't tell if it says full or fall, but I'm thinking fall because it's November 11th, but that's not the first day of fall, whatever. First fall day in a week. Well, California
0: probably didn't feel like fall till November 11th.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, you know what? I think it's first full day in a week because the next line is, this will take some getting used to. Whoa. What is this about? I have no idea. Well, your next. <laughs> let me start from the beginning because there's a real poetry to this. Okay. Yesterday, what a day. First fall or full day in a week. This will take some getting used to. But before all that, on Saturday, I'll just call her Jay, and I went to the set building day. Theater kids. All the flats are this ugly, light, mint green. (laughs) But Mrs. E said they'd look much different on stage. And on Monday, parentheses yesterday, we had rehearsal. On set, Mrs. E, oh, he actually wrote Mrs. E, so I was thought on, had shown us the knife when it's actually just a pumpkin cutter. (laughs) That was kind of a stab in the back of A's manhood when I described his knife to him. Whoa. (laughs) So I think it's full day in a week. So maybe it's like a full day of rehearsals. Probably. Please. Just what is happening here? Wow.
0: (laughs) Okay, so this is junior high and it uh, I don't remember exactly but it is a a theater I was on the crew and my friend a was in the cast and he was playing a, a villain or someone who turns out to be a villain so he had a knife that he's supposed to stab someone with and now I'm like why didn't our drama teacher get one of those retractable knives. Why was it a full ass pumpkin cutter? Those are still hurt dangerous. It yeah, can, it's like it can serrated. cut through a pumpkin. Yeah, a person's skin is more delicate than a pumpkin. Or I would, I would think so. Mrs. E, get at me. What did yeah. you? <laughs> what were you thinking? Um, God, so I don't remember. I do remember being like judgmental about what the flats looked like because.
1: <laughs> Who knows? I thought that they should be a different color. <laughs> you, you were not a fan of the mint green. How do you currently feel about mint green? Are you on board? I think I'm okay with it in certain settings. I have yeah. some in this
0: room, you know.
1: Yeah, like a mint that goes into like a light sage. It's sure, very sure, nice. Sure. I, like, I like pastels. You know,
0: they're calming. Yeah, very I also calming. think it's a nice, it's a color of the desert. We have some mint green out here. We have some
1: desert sage that has minty-ish yeah. leaves. You know, they say to, and I don't believe in this because I think it's a product of toxic diet culture, but... I remember there used to be like things about like if you paint your kitchen certain colors, it curbs your appetite. Oh. Like certain weird. colors don't make you as hungry.
0: Well, that's why they say like McDonald's and stuff like orange and yellow and red are supposed to be like hungry colors. When you see those, you're like, yum nyam. Because a lot of good
1: foods are that color. But if it's like blue. Yeah. You're like, I'm not hungry. I'm thirsty. I want water. I want a cool drink. Yeah. Or I want a Gatorade, uh, what is it? Code Ice. Yeah. I uh, see. Uh, zero see blast code blast baja blast B- mountain dew baja blast
0: i want a mountain dew baja blast and i want a blue otter pop it always
1: comes back to taco bell and a blue ring pop <laughs> Not a
0: what's an otter pop oh this might be regional you might call them um what are the things the popsicles that are in the sleeves push pop no, Not not oh. that not that sleeve the um the plastic the long cylind- uh, 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 that turns to liquid
1: yes um what did you call them reese pops Freeze
0: pops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an East Coast thing, I think. Okay, yeah. yeah. So West Coast, we called them otter pops because there was a little otter on them.
1: Oh, that's cute. That's kind of cute. Why an otter would represent frozen sugar, not sure, but I'm on board. Mm, Because he lives in cold water and he knows his way around a cool treat. I did watch a viral video the other day. Do tell. (laughs) And it was this woman, and she was being very clear that the otter was not her pet. She was just trying to rehabilitate him but the otter that she's rehabilitating in her home keeps trying to build dams with like (gasps) her stools and boxes and chairs (gasps) and tables. And so just a video of this otter just dragging shit through her apartment, trying to build a dam like in the kitchen.
0: Wait, why does she have it?
1: I guess it, it was injured and she's like making it better. I didn't look into it. He needs a job. Sounds like I know. I was like, actually, also, if he's dragging a full size human stool, I think we can let him back into the wild. I think he's gonna be okay, unless it's like a mental rehabilitation. Also,
0: ma'am, I don't think that's an otter. I think that's an orangutan. Yeah. <laughs> it was very cute. I think you found a local monkey.
1: <laughs> oh lordy. Um. Well, and now, did you like Mrs. E? Um. Yes, I think so. I think that um,
0: I was a bit rebellious. And so I think I probably, I think I gave her hell. I think my friends and I <gasps> gave her really? a little bit of trouble. We weren't bad. We were just trying to be funny all the time. Uh-huh. So I think we were annoying. Okay. And I think she was like, you guys,
1: please, please
0: leave me alone.
1: Because <laughs> I, I, I would be very shocked to hear that you weren't a rule follower or that you weren't a... Or you were like a asshole kid or something because you're I I can't see that for you.
0: No, I was definitely a good kid. I was just kind of a snarky kid. Yeah, I mean, hello, the the intro I mean, to this journal. <laughs> I know. Imagine that on display. I was also a know-it-all. Surprise, that hasn't changed.
1: But when you do know-it-all, I mean, what else are you supposed to I do? I mean, thank you so much.
0: <laughs> it's so hard having all this knowledge. Um, yeah, so I think I was like, if I felt like I knew better, I was very vocal about that. So I yeah. undermined a lot of teachers' authorities.
1: And now a follow-up question on Mrs. E. Yes, I have time you, for one more. You did. <laughs> thank you, you, in you in so back. Back. much. we in grace. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Because you did make it a point to say, Mrs., did you ever meet Mr. E? Or was it a couple that both worked at the school? Because that's always an interesting dynamic as a child to see your teacher's spouse. Or if I had like teachers that were spouses that worked at our school and to see them together, it was always like, wait, but you're my teacher. You can't have a life outside of me. This is, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I
0: famously among my oldest friends have the worst memory out of us. So I do not know if he, I do not know if I ever met this man or yeah. if he existed or if I just accidentally called all teachers Misses because sure. I didn't understand the Ms. concept. Yeah. This would be a time, are we allowed to phone a friend on this yeah, show? Yeah, I would
1: love to phone a friend. Because <laughs> what, what age was she when she was teaching you, you think? I, I don't know. I don't all know white how, women yeah. that
0: taught me were either 30 or 60 and I don't yeah.
1: know. It's weird to think, to think back because I remember I did have a history teacher, um, and for some reason I remember his first name, but not his last. Whoa. His first name was Jamie. And why? I and I don't remember. know why the fuck I can't remember his last name, <laughs> even though I never called him Jamie. But he was like, if when I think about it, he must have been in his mid twenties because mm. he was like a recent college grad. But in my mind, he was like a teacher. But now that I think about it, I was like, he was younger than I am now, teaching like middle school history. That is
0: wild. I had a teacher like that. Yeah. And a government teacher who was maybe 23. It was weird. Yeah. And we were like 18. Now we're contemporaries.
1: Now we're buds. I mean, truly. You can't even imagine them eating dinner outside of school, but you know they did every night. But like we cannot <laughs> our minds our minds work. I feel like our minds work that way in our par- with our parents too. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times we forget our parents existed before us and had full lives just like we do. But we're like, Dad, you smoked pot? Of course he did. He was like in his 20s in the 70s. Yeah, he smoked pot. Yeah,
0: he's a regular ass person. Yeah.
1: He was was smoking
0: pot in Kenya, rubbing bananas on his (laughs) neck, pulling the demons out of his spirit. I should ask my dad if he, I feel like he has. I mean, that's a spinoff podcast just
1: called, you know. Asking our dad's questions. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I was just going to say like, you know, uh, natural medicine from dad. Yeah. My dad's would just be like, drink, put Tabasco in your tea. (laughs) Well. (laughs) He was always about spicy things. Well, Kunum, should we wrap it up this time? Um, Yeah, do you
1: have like a quote or a mini haiku or something in that thing of yours? I do have a couple quotes. I was Mm. actually paging through
0: just now trying to look for ones that aren't sad. (laughs) Um, Why was I such an emo? I mean, I was a little goth, so.
1: Well, this is what diaries are, these are what dairies are for.
0: Yep. Um, so no one get bummed out. I had a very nice childhood. I'm, I'm fine now. But <laughs> uh, here we go.
1: We had hormones raging through our bodies. So yeah, we're all going to... S- I used to sit and cry to Brandy's Have You Ever? Because oh, all those questions, my answer was no. I've never <laughs> loved somebody. I've never done any of these things. And that's why I was crying. So it's like... <laughs>
0: So we were all like sad. I will never forget just a quick aside. My (laughs) dear friend Char one time said to me when we were 13 years old, she goes, I just don't understand why I can't find a suitable partner. I'm a sensual person. I take long baths. We were 13. And she did too. She always had candles. She taught me who Tori Amos was. Okay. Here's my closing quote. Thank you for being here on this first episode of um, Dear Dairy. Some people dance like no one's watching. Some don't dance because they're afraid of falling. I say <laughs> dance however you want. But remember, there are always people watching and falling is always a possibility. Wow. Can I This is
1: Seboptimal